I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. I was just reading some of the comments before we'd come on the air tonight and like... It's ugly. Trying not to doom and gloom it, but I'm going to throw this one up right to start. And this is where we're going to start. Trying here. not to, but this is where we went from 82 and 0 to this. <laughs> read it, read it. I think Boston is done. <laughs> it's easy to say it's early in the season, but as long as Jalen Brown is employed by them, they just won't win. God don't reward selfishness. I mean, he did wow. only take like 11 shots, which was the good part. about. I tonight. turned into a Jalen Brown bashing. I should have known that's where it was heading. I, I didn't know it was going there. I thought it was the whole team. <laughs> but we've also got, let's see, we got this. By the way, Celtics lose 106-103 to the 76ers. For those we listening. Got, we got this. Not watching. Joel will continue, Joel will continue getting passes when Brown plays like this. Okay. You you got this. More Browns. More Browns. I don't disagree. Here's rather one. than rather than me bring the rage. Not sure how you can justify to keep playing Pritchard. Guy is zero for his last 100 and is a huge liability on D. He looks scared to shoot. That's fair. Tatum went from MVP to, at best, the two on a championship team. <laughs> yeah. Derek White, who can do no wrong. 11 threes, kind of a lot. Kind of a lot. Kind of a lot. Spot kind the of... lie there. Spot the lie. <laughs> it's kind of a lot. Just saying, it's kind of Marcus Smart-esque there. Yeah. Um, so anything on um anything on Porzingis? No. There we go. No bench and Porzingis. We'll be hurt. We'll be hurt soon, soon enough. enough. Yeah. Okay. That's that's now that's doom and gloom. Let's get the holiday. So okay, so game. Yeah, focused on Embiid. Dropped thirty anyway. Should have locked down on Max. Entire team have the talent, no winning instinct. Guys, I'm not disagreeing with you, and I'm not making fun of you. It's just interesting how the perception can change as quickly. When I do it, I I, I do feel like I get in trouble sometimes. So anything on uh, Horford, the uh, the Embiid stopper? No, we said uh, there was another Al is done. Minus twenty three tonight for uh, the Embiid stopper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tough one. Listen, tough one. Uh, offensively, weird one. Um, ugly, ugly. Uh, you know why it turns this ugly, Jimmy? Second quarter there. Third quarter. Yeah. Second yeah. was bad too. You know Third why it turns? You know why it turns this quickly? It's Tell the me. shades shades of what you've seen before. You know, like yeah, it's it, the PTSD factor. It is because what happened last game? Last game was like okay, Minnesota's good, and Celtics didn't have it. You can excuse an off night. It was a good team they played. Athletic, long, good defensively. Uh, They have a superstar player. Lots of reasons why that team can absolutely be competitive with you. Uh, You know, you're down a starter. Not a bad loss at all. Um, But but the vibe was, wow, 
that felt like the 2022 Celtics, like just for a flash. You know, I, I'm not going to harp on it. We're not going to beat it, beat it in the ground. It's one game, but boy, did that feel like the 2022 Celtics tonight? Also felt like bad versions of the 2022 Celtics uh, in stretches. And you just when you see that, that's when you start to get a little bit. Uh oh, what's going on here? And you know, yeah. And then you see your best players kind of shrink, uh, you know, and disappear and look lost and turn the ball over. You know, you see Sherrod Blakely show up, you know, here to drop some wisdom of his own. Um, and so you start to get what worried, up? Sherrod. What's up, guys? Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, Sherrod. Yeah, both clear. you and I missed the last game. Okay. True. Um. So and now we we're back. We Weird. don't know where nobody, we don't know where we were on nobody this. Nobody mentioned you. Oh, <laughs> the panic meter comes actually, out. Actually, let's get the five person. Pan- oh, where's Sherrod on this one? Right. Yeah, we're gonna get Sherrod in the middle. Sherrod somewhere in the middle. I yeah, think, of us. I am. I am. So um, I'm somewhere between Joe Sway and Jimmy. My brother's calling me right now because we just got outbid on our fantasy football trade. We got beat, and he's pissed, and he's calling me. I can't pick up. Who, who were you trying to get? The, the Ravens running back. No, we're there's our league is to be completely honest. We'll get into is, it later. We'll yeah, get into okay. It later. That's for the end of the show. Uh, so, Sharad, uh, I'm not going to say like, "Oh my God, burn it down, trade everybody, fire Joe." The chat is, I'll, they're going to say it. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I love them. I love them. I the love chat them. is, uh, but uh, Sharad, you might be a tad fuzzy right now, my friend. Are you seeing fuzz, Jimmy? Um. He, he could just be more he could just be more because of that sh- that shirt. It's more like 720p than than fuzz. <laughs> 720p. I haven't heard that. Not that, that, that 1080. In a while. It's not that 1080 shit that we all yeah. got now. But um Sherrod, okay. you know, I'm not 8K. saying like burn it all down sort of panic, but like how much are you like okay, there's some Panic's the wrong word, but I know what you're saying. Go on, Sherrod. Like legitimate it. concern with some of the things you've seen the last couple of games. I I'm it didn't bother me as a one-off, and I'm not ready to freak out, but I think we need to hit the pause button a little bit on the greatest Celtics team of all time. I think we need to hit the pause button on that. There's some things that aren't aren't really feeling right right now. Uh, this was a, It seems that there's, there's too much of an ebb and flow with their greatness and their crappiness. Uh, they're either really, really good and they're, or they're having those flashbacks to last year when we just kind of cringed when we saw them down the stretch. Um, you know, that play at the very end there, uh, I don't know what they were looking for, but it, it was it, it was almost botched. Yeah. Um, and because I think they were looking for Tatum, but it was over Tatum's head, so it just happened to wind up for Zingas. That was a great shot attempt, though. We I mean, that <laughs> – He's talking about the Celtics. He is not a Celtics fan, I think. No, I was going to say no, but they listen. This was a game where they, they, I thought they were playing catch up all the way, and that great, really, that the last two three minutes was probably some of the best basketball they played all game, where they wiped out that 13, 14 point deficit and were had a chance to tie it there at the end. Um, I'm not like ready to, to burn the house down, but I, I definitely want to make sure that the smoke detectors are working right now because something feels like they, they. They need to get back home and get on a nice little running rhythm to get to make I think calm everyone down because I don't like what I saw. The, the Minnesota game to me was just kind of a one off. That was the best defensive team in the NBA. They were at home and the Celtics were due to have a, an off night. But the Philly game, it felt like this was one that they I felt they should have won this one. 
I don't feel they should have won this one. They didn't play well enough to win it, but I think coming into it, I felt that this was the type of game that if you're going to say that you're like the best team in the NBA, you come into Philly and win this game because that's a good Philly team now. We have an alert from Bobby Manning, um, who's out in Philly, um, sending us a tweet from from our friend uh, Gary Washburn. And that tweet said... um, uh, probably one of the more bizarre Missoula postgame sessions since he's been head coach, and that's saying something. And apparently, <laughs> Joe, apparently Joe, it is something. Apparently, the kumbaya moments that Joe and uh, Gary have been uh, enjoying uh, so far this season, you know, in the preseason and during the season, uh, went up in flames. Really? Uh, and, and we're going to get that clip. Uh, for Can't you wait. Was that because? Can't of wait. Question that Gary asked or something. I'm going to guess yes. I think Jimmy's got a winner. <laughs> I'm gonna guess yes. But you know, here's this is this is the thing though. Um, I think this is one of those games where Joe. I think. Team. Oh God! I love that one. Wick was there tonight. Relocate the team. <sighs> Rick, Wick was there. He, he was. He was. He was. This. I. I you know what. I, it's hard for me to get angry about this loss. I mean, I think that I felt they should, going into it, I felt that if they were going to be like the team that so many of us have built them up to be, they'd win it. And if they didn't, well, okay. Well, then they're bums. Yeah. I but, mean, but, and you, you got to, and this will be the last point I'll make on this. The, the, the fact, we had to remind ourselves that basically the, the bulk of their schedule has been on the road. Uh, and to have the record that they have where, damn, you've had, what, one, two games at home? Uh, this homestand is going to be interesting to see whether the struggles they've had, the road dynamic was a factor or whether it was just simply that they've got some work to do and, and some things to figure out as a, as a group. So I'm, I, I guess I'm a little bit more frustrated than Sharada. It's just whatever. I mean, that's fine. It's, it's a few games in, so take it all in stride, I guess. But what's it look? I mean, Jimmy, what are you most frustrated about? Inconsistency. I thought on defense, they didn't try the way they they, I know that they're capable of. I thought the Sixers ran them up and down the court. So that that's their ass more, on the boards. That to me was an effort thing. Yeah, on the boards for one fast break. We know that the Sixers are a good fast break team, and so I just like, uh, I was frustrated that I didn't, I just didn't think the Celtics came with that. Listen, they need to know that there's a target on their back every game. Good teams, bad teams. There are no days off, no games off that they can take. See you, Sherrod. Thank you for listening. There are no games First off. First time caller. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I just like that killer instinct. I mean, and Bobby texted this to us a couple days ago. He hated the way Jason Tatum answered some question, I think, in the uh, post game after they lost. Yeah, he laughed a lot. He laughed something off, brushed it off as, you know, got to play better, got to be better, but, 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 but. And, you know, then they come out and they play like this. I, I commend them for hanging in there in the end of the fourth quarter there. They were down 10 and they, and they brought it back to one possession game. Kudos for that. But same story. Got a clean look at the end, missed the three. And then, you know, ultimately this time losing regulation. I thought that inbounds was interesting. It looked like White easily could have gotten it to Brown coming around that, that turn and, and chose not to and ended up, giving it to Porzingis who had a clean look and missed well short. Um, 
I don't know what the play call was supposed to be there, who really was supposed to go to, but that's how it looked to me. I mean, you got a damn good look at the end there. So you got a great look. Oh, no I don't beef. complain about the play at all, but I just thought it was interesting that they didn't get that well, White didn't give it to Brown when Brown was he pretty shook much off Jalen right in the corner. Uh, that's what I mean. Yeah, sure. I thought that yeah. was interesting. Um, and Brown had just hit a three right before that, so um, whatever. I mean, a few things frustrate me, but yeah, that certainly is one of them. I mean, Brown and Tatum yeah. were cold throughout this one. Brown doesn't look. I'm gonna save that. I know that you probably have some thoughts. I, I was I was glad to see yeah. Porzingis. On, on one hand, I thought Porzingis offensively looked good. On defense, again, it's against Embiid, but starting to see, yeah, you know, physical limitations here a little bit on the, the reason, defensive end with Porzingis. You ever notice why I don't Down go hard on block. I don't go hard on Jalen after bad Jalen games like all the time? It's because I, my opinion. My overarching opinion on Brown doesn't change with a good game or a bad game. I'm not playing this like, oh, did you see that half Xanus? I guess he stinks. Right, right. Nor am I like taking a victory lap when he has a dog shit game like this. I think he's got these flaws in his game that he hasn't been able to fix or get over. And when they rear their heads, they're really freaking ugly, you know? But obviously, he's also capable of lighting the world on fire. That's just part of the Jalen Brown experience. It's just, when you're talking about somebody you're trying to take to another level and, you know, talking about him in a conversation of all NBA and among the best players, X, Y, and Z, I, I you know, I've never really bought into it um, for those reasons. We're going to listen. We're going to get Sherrod back in a second. We're going to listen to Joe Mazzula and Gary Washburn uh, saying, hi, saying hi to each other after the game. Here we go. Um. You, I was just finished reading a great article that you wrote in 2016 that the Celtics shot too many threes, and they shot 42, and that was seven years ago. And we only shot five more tonight, and they lost 121 to 114, and you blame the offense, but not the defense. So, like, what's your fascination with too much threes for the last seven years? Well, it's been seven years. 2016. It's 2023. I just read it. It was a great article. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, I mean, but it was like, are the Celtics settling for too many threes? You said that seven years ago. You're ahead of the curve. I am ahead of my time. <laughs> um. Dude, that was weird. Ten- tense. I can't tell if he's joking or if he's serious. Oh, that, that that's that, what do we call it? Tongue in cheek? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was weird. Well, I wish call, I wish I knew what the question was. I literally want to call answer, Gary right now and just see what the hell that was. That? Can we get Gary on. Can we get Gary on the show? Sure, I get him on the show. Let's get the let's get the lowdown here. Let's get it right from Gary's mouth and what happened. I mean, that was, was the, weird. Was I wonder what Gary was asking? I mean, was he saying did you, did you feel like you're relying too much on the three point, and when it's not falling, you have situations like this? Perhaps. I mean, I don't know. Um, what did they What they shoot from three tonight? It wasn't good. Yeah, thirty two percent. Um, but but here but I, I just the, the whole concept. They took I mean, forty-seven threes. Yeah, What's you write something seven years ago, and, and and we want to have a conversation about it after you just lost. Like, it's strange. Dude, I mean, that, yeah, that seven years ago is completely different. <laughs> also, the amount <laughs> you were the coach seven years ago, forty-two threes is like fifty-five threes now. So I mean, right. okay, not quite, but still, it's like it it goes up and up and up. It's also, Stevens' philosophy. Jack also, three. exactly. <laughs> Also, so, I mean, what are we doing here, man? Like, why is Joe doing that? Like, I, it just it just doesn't help him. 
It just doesn't. It feels help like them. it's almost like a, is it is it a deflection tactic to take the focus off of what we just saw? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That was it's bizarre. Really, a weird one. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, it's really weird. Um, I don't know. That was that was just bizarre. But well, what do you guys think? Do they take too many threes? Yes, it, they did it again. See, yes, you know, they did. Because you know it was did. when they get frustrated when the paint when the when 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 you have you know defenders uh, that are making it harder to get there. You've got a paint presence. What happened? The last two games are the first games they played with legitimate interior presence. You know, and so it got a little bit uh, frustrating and. It wasn't a layup drill like it was the other games. They couldn't get to the cup as efficiently. So it starts to get – and that's where it gets is can you work through those things? I actually thought Tatum did a good job in Minnesota, um, clearly having a tougher time getting what he wanted out of that game. Um, you know, but um, this game you could tell the frustration. There was a lot of uh, – lot of uh, – a lot more of this, a lot, lot, lot of whatever, and then just settling for the first three, you know, settling for that quick three. That's what you don't like. What you know, there's threes that you work for, and then there's threes that you know. It's the it's it's the whole Joe philosophy of the first open look. And if it's an open three, it's a good three. And that's not necessarily well, see, the case. That's because, not what. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that 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 whole mindset. That's not why they got off to that great start. They were taking. They didn't take the best. Or excuse me, they didn't take the first open look. They took the best shot. And usually that was like Tatum backing someone down or Drew Holiday getting someone in the post, taking advantage of their size advantage that they had at positions. And you never really saw them kind of go to that, even though I thought that there were times where they could have done that. Uh, for me, and Jimmy, you talked about this earlier. For me, the most disturbing thing was seeing how Drew Holiday did a better job defending Joel Embiid than Przingis. I mean, it, it like it wasn't even close. I mean, you know, that's a concern. Yeah, that's and a Al, concern. And Al too, by the way. Right? Yeah, because I mean, Joel is getting the ball in the elbow with Drew on him, and he's looking to facilitate rather than back him down. And he's getting the ball in the same spot with with Porzingis on him, and he's getting aggressive, going to the rim. That's that's a little bit concerning. Uh, because this is one of those teams that if you're getting to the n- near the end of the line as far as the season is concerned, and you've got one team or two teams you got to get past to get to the finals, Philly is that type of team that's probably going to be there. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't happy about the way that they defended uh, or how some of the there were some defensive kinks that we 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 found in their armor uh, that Philly exposed. I thought, yeah. I think so too. And um, Maxie's a beast for them now, huh? He is. They, but they, I, can I say his something? speed was a problem. His speed was a big like, problem. I mean, he, he they is, weren't keep. They weren't keeping up. He was eleven of twenty-seven. Three of eleven from three. Like I get it. He is fast and he is good. But like we've seen him play well before. Um, and his speed's always been a problem. He's just in a more prominent role now because Harden's not there, so he's got the ball in his hands. But like. We've seen this guy before. He didn't have a ridiculously dominant game. He's just you're just more of him. Uh, But again, the final numbers wasn't that efficient tonight. He didn't have a dominant game. He's 11 for 27. You know, I thought they did an okay job with him. He's just he's very explosive and he's impressive. And you see it in flashes. But I'm not like flipping out over like Maxi torched them tonight. I mean, you hold Embiid to 27. Maxi shoots 11 for 27 with 20, you know, 25 points. 
you win those games. Like it was, they were dysfunctional offensively today. They only gave up 106. I'm not like, I'm not bashing what happened on defense here. Uh, the offense just looks out of sync and we're back to 2022 Celtics, which is if the threes fall, you're good. And if they don't, we're not um, sort of thing. And that's kind of what you see in the last couple of games. And that's what's disheartening because you don't want this to become a team that's solely reliant on the shots falling or not. Right. And I think that's when you talk about panic or whatnot, that's not, that's not the word, but that's why you're, you're your jolted. Inten- your back antennas into it. are up. Yeah. Your antennas are up because you say, well, not this again. And the first few games were like, this is awesome. They're scoring in the post. Look at these plays. Look at like, they're not relying on, they're not just walking it up and chucking threes. And I'm not saying that's all they did tonight either, but there does seem to be a little bit more like remnants of that style of play. And if Gary mentioned something about that, or if, if he alluded to settling for threes tonight and Joe gets super defensive about it, then that tells that means me they probably settled for too many yeah, threes. That, that tells me that is probably some truth to it because otherwise you wouldn't react that way. And but so they did, they, they totally settled more than they'd normally do though in this game. I mean, even right. if the numbers don't bear that out, they looked way too, those shots. There's a reason why those shots came so easy against Philly because Philly knew that the Celtics, if they're going to, the best way to beat the Celtics is to frankly force them to get comfortable, let them get comfortable taking shots that, that aren't necessarily shots that you can rely on. Uh, they've been so good about working the inside and, and, to, and working the post and things like that, that this, this really felt like kind of a, an atypical game of the 23 Celtics. But to the point that you made John earlier, this, this is like, you know, back to the future, damn near what we saw. This is the kind of Celtics team that made fans cringe thinking like, this is going to work some games, but when it doesn't work, it looks bad. The yep. difference was like, it wasn't like one, like you look at the Celtic shot charts. I mean, Porzingis led the team with 19 shots. I mean, Derek White was second with 18. Jason it was a, Tatum was, it was third. A weird, yeah, it was a field goal attempts. Not a weird night, not right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, how often, how many times do those games occur where neither Brown or Tatum is in your top two uh, field goal attempts when they, you know, playing a full game? But I don't mind it. I don't like, mind it when it works. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> but if it like, doesn't work, then why aren't these guys again? Are they not working hard enough to find shots to take shots? Or because if they're not forcing shots, that's great. I'm not saying force a bunch more threes. And it, you know, it didn't seem like they, they did a whole it's lot. It's bad of- when they take fewer shots and make fewer shots. <laughs> so that's the right. problem. There but, is if if they but were be efficient. more aggressive. Yeah, Brown went to the shots, line. Yeah, Brown went to the line twice. Tatum went to the line three times. That's not going to cut it. Because Embiid owned them last postseason. Every time they went there, well, it, it ended badly. Well. I don't care. Figure it that, out. It's not, that's not that an excuse. Jo- I, I got to get back to it. You know, I got to get back to the Joe clip. Put it, play it again. I got to play it one more time. This is not. Play it again for the people who. Uh, I, look, I, I know people at home are going to be like media making up stuff and nobody likes the media. Of course, you're always going to side with players and coaches and this and that. This is just like. Unprofessional. It's just uh, unprofessional. Yeah. Bamit says basically, Bamit tells us that, you know, I don't think it's in the clip, but basically Gary just said the offense settled for a lot of threes and then Joe got defensive on it. Yeah. So one more time. Again, I just, I don't know what this does. Um, 
You, I was just finished reading a great article that you wrote in 2016 that the Celtics shot too many threes and they shot 42 and that was seven years ago. And we only shot five more tonight and they lost 121 to 114 and you blame the offense, but not the defense. So like, what's your fascination with too much threes for the last seven years? Well, it's been seven years. 2016. It's 2023. I just read it. It was a great article. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, I mean, but it was like, are the Celtics settling for too many threes? You said that seven years ago. You're ahead of the curve. I am ahead of my time. It's like toxic, kind of. It's like kind of psycho. You, it's just, it's uncomfortable in every sense of the word. Um, and un- it's like, I mean, almost like he's like tying them up and he's he's like, it's not. It's He's not the gotcha you think it is, too. It's like. Remember yeah. me? Yeah. You wrote an article about me seven years ago. Uh, he went so. Deep <laughs> you were the coach seven was, years ago, he, dude. Do you know was, how I got these scars? He was waiting <laughs> for the next time Gary asked that to drop that on him. He couldn't freaking yeah. wait. Yeah. After a loss, all he wanted to do was own Gary Washburn. That's where yeah, we yeah. are. Like, what do you? Why do that, buddy? He kind of reminded me of the Joker a little bit. It's creepy. <laughs> that is a little creepy. You know how I got these. We need stars. some mouth tape. Yeah. Right? So it kind yeah. of felt like you felt like he was tying him up and he was about to kill him. And he was like, hey, this is why I'm killing you. Oh. You wrote that God. article about me seven years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, it wasn't even about me. It wasn't even about you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was strange. I don't know. I mean, like, well, I, I think you can't, uh, you, you know, can't have those clips. You can't have those sound. Well, here, here's the thing. The, the other thing too, and, and I don't, I don't know if you guys got into it before before I, I jumped on, but they got their asses kicked on the boards badly. I mean, those offensive rebounds. Sherrod, over what's over your over obsession with too few rebounds? Huh? Yeah, what's what your obsession yeah. with that? Oh, I don't know. It, it kind of f's you up when you don't win. Huh? You're you're like the number one rebounding team in the NBA. You're ahead of the you just got that. your. Sure. You're way ahead of the curve. <laughs> That's going to be a new one. You're ahead of the curve on that. The curve, Jimmy. That is going to be on our list. That's, that's going to make the that's going to make the the, the tournament this year. I promise we'll ahead do it curve. this year. This year we'll do a tournament ahead of the curve uh, and let you guys there. get in on the action. We might even let you wager on what the uh, what the final uh, winner is going to be during March. Ahead Madness. of the curve. Also, if you want to wager anything <laughs> on any sport at any time, all you have to do is visit FanDuel.com/slash/Boston. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action NFL. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including you got spreads. You get your player props, you get over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com, gamblinghelplinema.org, or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Another thing you can get involved with, because why not? 
Odds are our friends over at Odds are go to oddsr.com slash Celtics, not a sports book. Help helps you bet smarter using machine learning and AI and basically tells you, hey, don't bet this, bet that. So if you are interested in getting in on the action and you do sign up for FanDuel, it makes sense that you would take advantage of this free offer. Go to oddsr.com slash Celtics, download that app. That's super important. 30 day free trial. That's all you have to do. Get advice, make sure that you're betting smart. Uh, over at oddsr.com. Let's get back to the game uh, here. I have not spoken much about Jalen Brown. I'm letting everybody else do the talking because I don't want this to seem like it's agenda-driven, but Jalen had a dog shit game tonight, made two major p- winning plays late in the game uh, with, a th- with a three and a... Uh, and uh, and uh, and a block shot. I actually wanted him to get that last shot there because I wanted to see if he could do the full Marcus Smart kind of, you know, uh, reversal of playing an absolutely terrible game but making all the plays when they counted. Ball instead went to Chris Stapps Porzingis, and he came up really, really short on a three-point attempt. But um, Brown, that maddening inconsistency here, and he's, he's becoming, you know, a target uh, for people when they see the struggles. Uh, and I don't think he's been, you know – some box scores might reflect differently. I don't think he's been great, um, you know, for a lot of this year. And, you know, some of the concerns about kind of finding his fit, you know, I feel like it's warranted. What we talked about is just trying to sometimes force the issue. Uh, and that's kind of what happened tonight. I mean, those turnovers were just flat out forces, um, especially those back to back ones there. And just the situational awareness and what's necessary and what's needed at the time. Um, you know, I get it team's not doing well offensively you're a super gifted offensive player and you're like I got to put my imprint on this game and maybe I can help turn us around um but when it goes bad it looks like this and it was just it was it was grizzly for a while it was grizzly yeah. he had to sit in the fourth I mean it was he was killing him right you know, and, and, I was and, a short rest and he came back in but they had to, they had to get him out of there right and I, I give Joe Mazzou a little, uh, some credit for doing that I mean just recognizing that my guy he just didn't have it uh, plain and simple. When, whenever you have a game where your shots made is equal to the number of turnovers you've made, that's never a good thing. That's never good. And I'm not ahead of the curve when I say that's not a good thing. You might that's be. Just, <laughs> but it, it, Jalen, he just had a he just had a just a shitty game. Uh, and to me, he's got he's just got to figure out find that equilibrium space where he can be impactful uh, more so than than harmful. Uh, and, and I thought that he just didn't have it. I mean, he basically had a good 30, 45 seconds uh, near the end where he had the block and he made the shot. And other than that, he really didn't give you a whole lot out there. Yeah, I thought he had – I mean, I know it just, it's only four turnovers, I should say, but there are a couple that stood out to me just in like pretty close together. It's just like – Come on, man. Like, he was, like, no. dribbling in traffic. It was, like, the same. The spin it was all the same one. stuff. The spin, yeah, like, yes. With, with the left hand spin. Move. And then the one where he just tried to cross half court with it, and it's just, like, yeah. you know, just slapping it around until he finally lost it. And everyone else is looking at him like, you don't have to do this right now. You know, like, you can pass it at any time. Right. Um, you know. And that was the thing. is like, it's very reminiscent of, of past seasons with the same style of, trying to you know dribble into traffic leave your feet turn the ball over blah 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 all that stuff so that was frustrating i mean yeah i mean off night shooting wise it's fine he had a big three at the end uh to put them within three um and i think what he hit like two threes in that fourth quarter there that after having after being really really cold but listen the thing about jalen brown is he's he, he can play to his strengths now 
theoretically, he should be able to play to his strengths a lot more than he could in past years because he shouldn't be needing to be out of position or point Jalen or, or, you know, dribbling the ball when he doesn't need to be. Like, he should just be focused on scoring the basketball. He should be Tobias Harris, Sherrod, right? I mean, oh, obviously, stop. we hell want a better version. Jimmy, I'm, I'm going to just shut you down right the hell right now. You know now what I mean, that. though. You know no, what I mean. He has to be better than Tobias Harris. But that's the mindset Fine. I want. Just score. Fine. That's all. I know he's got to be better than <laughs> Tobias Harris. That's just a name because they played the Sixers tonight. Fine. He's Kelly Oubre. Oh, God. <laughs> he should be Kelly Oubre. And you know what? Speaking of Kelly Oubre, Kelly Oubre was looking for a job. Now listen, when and everybody you talk about could have Kelly Oubre. Listen, being ahead of the curve, uh, since we're on that theme, Gary Washburn, the one that was 2016 article, Gary had been I clamoring for Kelly Oubre for the longest time. Yeah. Like a long, long, long ass Dude. time that Gary wanted Kelly Oubre to be someone that the Celtics targeted. Uh, we talked about that on the A-list Jimmy's podcast on the Oubre over train. and over. Yeah, I've been on yeah. the Oubre train. J- Jimmy's there, and I like him too. Well, you, you, you'll find. And he no- signed for like two million bucks on a one-year deal. And you're telling me, taking a look at this Celtics bench, that they couldn't find a place for so Kelly Oubre. I'm come the back. Problem, the, the problem with the problem with Oubre though was that when he was looking at teams, he wanted to go somewhere where he get a chance to play and shine. Uh, and that wasn't going to happen in Boston. This bench, you kidding me? There's 30 minutes available for him on this team. He's not looking at that. He's seeing Tatum, he's seeing Brown, and he's seeing guys that are going to get the bulk of the shots. You look at this Philly team, other than Maxie and, and Joel, who the hell else is going to take shots? And so he – I mean, for him, I get it why you wanted to go to Philly. You got a better chance to put up big numbers. But Boston would have been a better fit, I think, for him long-term because – he could have been part of a, a team that was legitimately competing for a championship. It's and an he could have been a big part of that. It's an interesting bench, though. Uh, I like what Philly's assembled Philly's here. Philly's bench you know, is what they have. Like, you've got, you know, you've got guys who can – this is what we're trying to figure out what the Celtics need out of their bench, right? Philly's not getting great scoring out of guys like Covington or Batum, but they're getting good defense out of those guys. Beverly, right. another one. Beverly, you know, Cormas yeah. can shoot a little bit, you know, but that's about it. Like, that's, they're getting that – type of contribution and they know who's got to score and it's the guys who they have in that top unit, which is kind of what the Celtics are, which again, I'm going to start to wonder, um, what's this? All three of you guys. Nay, nice. Thank you. They want, um, us to, they want us to say, uh, should they change coaches? <laughs> yeah, we should have, it should have in the off season. That was honestly, I was in that, of that opinion. So was uh, at right, 3-0, when they, right when they got right when they got eliminated. See, at three zero, I think Joe was a 50-50 to return. I swear, if they go down in four, and I think Game Seven tilted it back to like let's run it back and see what we've got. I, but who knows? Who knows? I mean, he'd gotten the extension. I'm not really sure what they would have done there. But you got to start to wonder when you talk about Joe. Everyone obsesses over too many threes. What's his philosophy? Getting, you know, making sure that the ball gets into certain people's hands at different times in the game. Is he actually telling them what they need to be doing, or is he just letting them kind of go play and he's in the back? Those have been the criticisms before. We have to start talking about like his kind of, uh, you know, how conserv his conservative approach to who he gives minutes to. Um, it's really hard to enter the Missoula circle of trust. 
And right now, I think this should be audition time. These wins and losses don't matter as much. You have full health, so you have the luxury to mix and match a little bit, especially against weaker opponents. You need to, when you're deciding who's going to play on your bench, you need to give full-on, like, full-night audition minutes to certain people. Like, tonight's Lamar's night. Not four minutes of Lamar, because you can't get a snapshot there. All of a sudden, Brissett, DNPCD, back-to-back. He's friggin' gone. That's that. That's what you do to the Neesmiths of the world when you want to break their brains. You know, like it's really hard to kind of bring guys in and out, give them two, three minutes, see if they look okay, and then never put them back in the game again. You got to start auditioning other guys and seeing if they can help you. You need some energy. You need some defense. You know what you didn't have tonight? You didn't have. I, I hate like it seems cliche-ish, but you didn't have the Marcus Smart, Grant Williams, gritty, dirty, get on the right. floor body, you know, uh, you know, and, and, and kind of, you know, when things are getting ugly, you didn't have people who would play ugly. You had right. Pritchard right. and Hauser running around, seeing if they could get threes off and Hauser acquitted himself well today, but you might need to mix it up a little bit here. Uh, and you might need to put in the guys who are going to be athletic. And one thing Brissett gave you energy, even though he wasn't giving you a ton else. Um, but I think that's what you got to kind of look at from the bench here and not just keep running it back. There's just too many, Hauser, Hauser, Pritchard lineups right there, and Hauser's been, Hauser's toast, guys. Like, I mean, a Pritchard. Hauser. P- Pritchard. I was gonna say what? Pritchard. <laughs> I was like, I hope not, because then they're really screwed. Pritchard's not the reason they're losing games, but Pritchard's giving you zero. So please, please do something else. Do anything else. You know, uh, try Banton a little bit. Try something. Just you got to mix it up some. Yeah, I mean, and, 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 and the- Joe doesn't do that. No, and, and I, I guess that, that's the thing that's really surprising because you have a bench with guys that have a very specific skill set that you need. And that high energy, you know, that dirty play, that or not dirty play, but just that, that grind mindset, that's what Brissett does. That's what Lamar Stevens does. And you don't have anyone else on your squad who's playing significant minutes who can do that consistently. And so I don't get why you don't want that guy out there because those are the kind of guys that can help you go on like an 8-0, 10-2 run without taking a single shot. They'll tip a ball out to Tatum who will hit a three. They'll die for a loose ball. They'll force a jump ball. They'll do all those little things that at the end of the night when you look and break down what was the key run that you went on? That player at the end of your bench was on the floor. Yeah. And I, I he's, just because he's a Syracuse guy. This this is it. This is what we're doing. Listen, it's not Brissett. I mean, we're talking about Lamar. John and I, we've both been on the Lamar Stevens band. I don't right know now. why once, Stevens can't get on the court. Once he once Lamar Stevens gets on the floor and starts getting steady minutes, it's gonna be extremely difficult to extract him from playing regularly because I think he's just one of those energy guys that can do a lot of different things that for whatever reason we're not really seeing. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm just I'm confused by it because I thought that was one of the great offseason. I mean, Brad Stevens did a lot of really good deals this year, but I thought getting Lamar Stevens was one of those low key, sneaky, really, really good deals. That's going to pay off way more than uh, people understand at that time. I don't know what it is. I mean, the guy, uh, maybe he sucks in practice. I don't know what the deal is, but they don't spend enough time practicing for him to yeah, suck. They don't have right. enough days I Maybe his games aren't like good enough. I mean, he's got yeah, who knows what they he's see. He's got legit NBA yeah. experience. I mean, the guy played. He started Amazon. last year. I yeah. mean, for, for spurts, yeah. you know, yeah. sixty. He played over sixty for a playoff games last team. year. Yeah, yeah, regular minutes, and now he can't even crack 
You can't even crack the bench and probably probably the worst bench in the NBA, and you can't even get playing time. In terms of scoring, it's like Go I think the Lakers are the, shooters. Yeah, Lakers are the only team that gets fewer points from his bench than the Celtics. I can't figure it out. I mean, has why anybody- did Brissett get the first run? Brissett has a decent, you know, uh, track record with shooting threes. So he's not a volume shooter, but he he can shoot. He hasn't shot well here. But again, Joe's obsession with making sure whoever's coming in off that bench can shoot. Um, I think is factoring in what you have here. Um, certainly, um, certainly Stevens cannot. Right. Banton cannot. And those guys aren't earning the minutes. Well, I, I, shit. I, get it. I mean, I, nobody on this bench can shoot except Hauser right now, as far as I'm concerned. So for me, it's a wash offensively. Bringing guys that have energy and can play defense. Like you just said, John, the Sixers, what did they do? They They have some – Solid role players yeah. on that on that bench that aren't looking to drop, you know, 10, 15, 20 points a game. This is a good idea. They should let Van Gundy do every presser. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Let's play fill in the blank. Van Gundy will be the Celtics coach by blank. <laughs> oh, wow. Damn. They should just, seven know, days in? Damn. Turn, turn Missoula really? into, like, the uh, – Defensive coordinator or whatever, offensive coordinator, so he doesn't have to do any press conferences. He just stays up in the halo, and then Van Gundy will be the figurehead, and he'll do, he'll do all the uh, the other stuff and do the interviews. Thank you guys sending in super chats. The proceeds uh, would go to the hosts Thank if you. they filled out their forms uh, on which shows they were in on. But until then, Nick's just going to hold on to all of it uh, oh, and yes. head down to Mita uh, over in Eastie and have another have another martini, and that's what's going to happen. Is that where the money's going? To that's going to happen with your super chat money. So that's Nick's uh, martini fund. I can't yeah. I can't cut into that. It's the martini fund. <laughs> Yeah. I can't dip Nick, that. Nick doesn't drink martinis as much as he drinks just bowls of vodka. There's nothing else in it. There's no like vermouth. Not glasses, anything. not shots, but bowls. I will have a bowl of vodka. I, I just... Yeah, I've sat next to him a few times when he's ordered a martini, and the bartender's like, so it's just vodka? Just, he's like, just... well, you know, it's uh, – Yeah. Yeah, actually it is. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Dud? Uh, yeah, we do need a bench, Dudley. Man, say, say some prayers for our bench, please. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Chat. Chat's definitely a little behind us tonight. We're reacting to stuff that they said a little while back, but it this is happens. what it is. Yeah, this happens to me. We're a little bit behind. Um, is, Bobby, is Bobby joining us at all? He's going to try. We'll he hang out a few more minutes, see if Bobby gets on. Bobby is in Philly. Um Talking to the guys, you know, he's going to – he's got a – Cornette play – he's giving Cornette two minutes – of interview time for every minute he played tonight. So it's a six-minute interview, uh, and we'll play the whole thing when Bobby gets back. I don't even remember Cornette's minutes tonight. No. I was going to say, I he, he played tonight. They were yeah. brief. Damn. I'm looking on Twitter for any quotes coming out, but I don't see anything right now. Yeah. I don't see anything. Do you remember that tweet you sent back in 2014, Jimmy? Do you remember that? <laughs> I'm actually, you guys can't see, but I'm deleting all my my tweets. <laughs> anything that says too many threes, I'm deleting right now on Twitter. Wow, he went back to 2016. It's funny. Damn. It's funny that Judah mentions this. We are, in fact, talking about premium oh, subscriptions. God. Judah? Imagine Judah, having Judah on as I'm a guest. I'm friggin' terrified. But. <laughs> We are it would talking just about bash us for 20 minutes. We're talking about premium subscription tier. Oh, wow. Where we will allow uh, people only to come fans? on. Yeah. 
people to come on with us uh, and hang out and talk and just BS a little bit for kind of an extended garden report. We almost run it like spaces. We'll kind of let you come in and hang out. Yeah. Tough. On this show? Not on my show, buddy. Not on your show? No. We'll do it. We will do it. I dare you. Unless it's Kess. I dare dare me to do it. We'll do it, Judah. Even you. You you can come on. And How do you know it's got the premium yeah. subscription? People will you don't pay know, just to, Paul. I people know. will pay. People will pay just to bash you, John. Actually, yeah, it's like Not it's a like a human. It's like a virtual dunk tank. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. There'll be a line yeah. out the door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is fine. Uh oh, Kess. Yeah, Kess. We know you're first in line. <laughs> Here we go. This. I'm glad that somebody commented this. This was an absolute. Bogus. It was. Bogus tech. He was running down full force and was that if he let go of the rim. Bogus. If, if Porzingis had let go of the rim, he would have fallen on his back. So of course he had to hold on a little bit longer. That was such oh I couldn't get well, over it. And it wasn't really a it wasn't like a showboating Here's thing. The answer it's just to he, my Van Gundy no, question. Not at all. Midseason. Yeah. Are we this far behind Dale? Tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> january yeah no it's gonna be uh <laughs> november 9th they've got like three different candidates who can fill in that's the i mean that, that's the downside of like having a really really talented bitch yeah. coaching staff they're coming for you but then are the any of them doing is, anything where the, the hell were they is, last two games yeah the good news is joe gets to be gm uh, after they fire him. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the trend. So that's how it works. It's kind of cool. <laughs> it's the best situation to be in. Failing upwards. If you got years on your Story contract, we will just make you GM. <laughs> yeah. The bad news is we're going to have to let you go. The good news is you got a promotion. You're promoted. Yeah, you're moving Yay! up there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, so, boy. Um, funny. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, look. It's not a uh, – there it is, Nick. Here we go. They're coming at Nick now for his vodka fund. You cheapo. <laughs> Pay them. Do you think Wick went in there and told him it was unacceptable after the game? Not today. Not no. today. Not today. No. no. I'm just. I'm, I mean, I'm, I, I'm. I'm just curious. What What did Joe say to them? Because you know, for him to pull out the 2016, you wrote an article back then in the presser. What, what's what's he telling his players in the locker room after a game like this? Because I mean, there were there were very specific things that they got their asses kicked, areas they got their asses kicked in that had nothing to do with anything that was said or done in the past. I mean, you're the number one rebounding team, and you got and you got in, just smashed on the glass. You did take too many threes because you, one of the strengths you've had is the ability to balance the two point game with your three point game. Uh, you know, the, the Celtics, they rank, you know, among like – they're kind of like middle of the pack when it comes to like two-pointers taken, but they're like top three, top four in percentage. So it tells you that when you go to that particular well, you have a high efficiency of being impactful. And tonight they, they just didn't look for those matchups where I thought they had some opportunities to work on that – work inside of the three-point line. This, this yeah. loss, if, I, if we're comparing losses – I'm way more disappointed in this loss than I was against. Definitely. Minnesota. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And yeah. I can't, I, I'm trying to put a finger on why. I mean, I won. It's Philly. 
it's a team that you're going to see later on, not just, you know, not just I'm talking about in the playoffs, you know, you're going to see them later on in the playoffs at some point you can't avoid a Boston Philadelphia uh, playoff matchup. And they got to figure out a way to be more physical with Embiid, get him, get him off his game a little bit. He was running the show. I know his stat line doesn't jump out, but he was playing to the crowd. The crowd was into it. He was making some big plays on both ends of the court. Very like comfortable. Said, like you said earlier, Sherrod, they were scared of him. The one, yeah. the one thing they did right at the end was when they didn't double him and he scored on over Tatum, they went back and they doubled him uh, on the next possession, forced uh, him to pass it, and then I think it was Maxi who missed the who missed the shot, and then they had a chance to tap. So I'll give Missoula props for just not going, you know, one on one against and beating it on that last possession. But they they have to be the Celtics have to be the killers out there, even though they're yeah. on the road, all that stuff. Well, they're the it, team that's supposed to be the team to beat. Yeah, it, it kind of goes back to what we were talking earlier about just using your bench and playing to their strengths. They, they didn't have anybody that was grinding out there. They didn't have anybody that was like you felt was playing balls out out there who was giving everything no. they had. It's just they were just kind of, you know, easy breezy out there. Uh, playing, you know, just real cool, calm and getting kicked, getting their asses kicked out yeah. there. Yeah, they they did. Uh, let's let's we're gonna bring Bobby on in a second. First off, want to tell you about. Oh yeah, wait a minute. Uh, let's uh, go. Hello Fresh back again with the uh, Garden Report. Meatloaf, we love you. America's we're back. Uh, we can't quit you, Hello Fresh. Can't quit you. They can't quit us for that matter. Uh, they're back. They renewed with the Garden Report. Um, so of let's give, they did. let's give these guys some love. America's number one meal kit. Let's get down with it. Uh, you know the drill right now. It's farm get fresh ingredients, uh, uh, <laughs> customized recipes. You can mix and match whatever you want. You kind of choose categories, and they put it together. You can swap out proteins and vegetables and customize your own thing. Deliver to your door. Menu cards. Everything's pre-portioned, and all you have to do is whip it up. Takes about twenty minutes, and you've got restaurant quality you know, gourmet meal uh, right then and there. Yeah. For those of us who are busy, uh, as many of us are, you can kind of pick what you want. Uh, I got for my meal kit, um, I got the family one because that's got like family friendly stuff that maybe the kids will eat too. Um, but you can get uh, nah, low carb, high protein. You wanted that mac and cheese, didn't you? Yeah. Joe gets, uh, <laughs> Bobby gets the fish. Uh, if you're, if that's your bag, you know, you can, you can get that. So, uh, you know, definitely check it out. Uh, right now and uh, yeah bobby looks like a fish guy he's a fish guy <laughs> i could i could have pegged him for a fish guy but you just got to go to hellofresh.com slash clns50 use that code clns50 50 off plus free shipping it's a really good deal so go check it out uh and uh and take advantage of this yeah you can't special. screw it up you can't screw it up you can't screw it up it's, it's they spell it out for you You're yeah right. and the best part about it is like there's two great things i always talk about one is the uh, pre-portioned ingredients so you don't have a lot of waste. As I say, you go to the grocery store and you buy too much of one thing and then you only right. need it for a little bit of a dish. So that's great. You have and just what you need. in your fridge and it gets bad and then you're like, yeah. what smells in my fridge? And then it's like, oh, this yeah. it's expired two years ago. The other thing that, that that's really good is the <laughs> creativity onions. to like slightly deviate from what you would normally make. Like here, I made grilled chicken and broccoli. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's a little bit different. So that's good. Let's bring in Bob fish guy fish guy what's um, up bobby what's going on you got me first of all yeah we got you um <laughs> is joe okay 
sounds fun with with the game. Yeah. Bobby looked around. That, he's like, that look was like. <laughs> I don't think so. He's like Bobby. I uh, I just watched a podcast of yours from <laughs> nine. Yeah, from all right, go Bobby. You said back in the guard report that I was a weirdo. I did. <laughs> yeah. I did. Yeah, that was five years ago. <laughs> no, Joe, it was last. Still night. think I'm a I weirdo. Said it last night, I did. Uh, but yeah, anyway. A, a familiar. Bobby's, Bobby's like he's right behind me. So <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot right behind me. We but. can't see it, but we can't see it. But Joe is in front of the camera with a gun pointing at. <laughs> you better say the right thing, kid. <laughs> right? Yeah, you know he's reading now, obviously. But what I came away with from that presser was a familiar tone of we played good, we did some good things. I liked how the bench did played. We? even said so. Hmm. Not a lot of constructive, even criticism of the team out of this one in a game where they pretty much got outcompeted throughout, outmaneuvered at times. Uh, but overall, I thought they just let the Sixers play comfortable for much of this one. And the one big thing I felt coming out of this was that this is a team in Philadelphia that has really struggled, really looked off balance against the Celtics in recent years. And in this game, they kind of did whatever they wanted for most of it until the late collapse where they just looked like an absolute disaster. And I thought that's what the comeback was more about than anything the Celtics did, uh, though they did start the fourth quarter well. But after two bad losses, after three games where your reliance on the three-point shot faded a little bit in terms of its effectiveness, you figure you'd hear some things they need to work on, some things that they could do better, some points he could adjust on. Joe that is but overall much like last year we played well you know we did some good stuff and we lost a familiar tone from him post game even when you we talked about that earlier um Bobby and I I, Bobby I had a question for you though I mean one of the the big differences that people probably haven't paid much attention to with Philadelphia is they got a new head coach how much do you think the Nick Nurse factor played into this Philadelphia team looking and playing a lot different than we've seen in, in past years. It's it's a big factor, but the personnel obviously is too. I thought Batum was great in this one. Uh, Maxie's more free to do whatever he wants. In fact, Nick Nurse said coming into this game, he wants him to be more aggressive. He wants him to do more. He wants him to shoot more. He wants him to just do more for this team, and you saw him do that in this game. I thought he gave the Celtics fits at times. I Embiid doesn't have to do as much, especially late in this game. He was able to defer to some other players. Then he hit that big shot over Tatum. So there's more balance on this team, particularly on both ends of the ball. I thought they defended well for much of this game. I thought, again, something I've been talking about, John, he really challenged Porzingis, and they were going at him. You know, the Celtics tried to keep Porzingis away from him, but he was still able to inflict along with others four know, fouls. But can't floor. you live with the results? Can't you live with with a you with, can? And I thought can't about you that. live with a with a with a twenty point Embiid game? I mean, twenty seven point Embiid game when he only gets to the line six times. That's a that's a that's a you win most of those games. Yeah, you should. I mean, because Embiid, he's a guy. Yeah, he's a guy. That's neutralizing Embiid. Like, you win most of those games. He didn't eat you up. He didn't get all your bigs in foul trouble. You know, uh, Porzingis got two quick ones there uh, in the second half. Um, But, you know, to get to four, and then he took a rest a little early. That was kind of a bummer. He comes out of, I think, like the 936 mark there of the the fourth. Bobby's Bobby's praying. Um, (laughs) We'll give him a chance to reload. Joe Um, got him. Damn it. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. 
Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What did I say about Joe before? That 2019 Garden Report. Damn. What did I say about Joe bringing Bobby back? But Bobby, I'd say you live with that, right? You live with you live with what you got out of MB tonight. I don't think that ate him alive. You can't play him perfect. In fact, I thought they. I thought he was more successful than I would have expected. Yeah, he's frozen again. So yeah, he's grinning though. I think I think I think I made him happy. He's happy. You you always happy. happy, (laughs) He's happy. He's in a better place. <laughs> Bobby's happy. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I want more post game insight. I want to know, like, I do too. Did he even mention the 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 Bruja? Did he even mention it? No, I want to ask him about that. The uh, it was a dude to do. I would say. Yeah. How's how's the Twitter dude world? How's the Twitter world reacting to it? I haven't seen nothing. Are they I don't like? I think Twitter even knows it happened. They're pretty quiet. The the only people who knew about it are the people who are on this show. Yeah. It has not made airwaves. Dun, 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 dun. I'm on Twitter right now. I don't see anything. No, everyone just left it alone. They're just gonna let just Gary's catching the body there. That's it. Like, yeah. Yeah. They're just like, oh, Missoula and Gary went went at it again. Okay. I guess that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, apparently it's on Twitter. Ahmed posted it. Of course Ahmed posted it. He's my quarter. That's my quarterback. Yeah. That's my guy. That's my guy. Um oh, so yeah. um hundred and thirty-four RTs. Yeah, that's funny. Anyway, uh, so I'm waiting for Bobby to jump back in. We'll get his final kind of takes on the game, and we'll move on from there. I guess we'll give um, – you know, we kind of declared him dead, um, so I think it's fair to talk about Hauser. Um, it's always better when the shots fall, uh, which is great, uh, but I, I also thought he had a couple decent defensive moments in this game mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah. So this guy can play for my team, you know, like – um, but again, it's so much is contingent on the shots falling. If he was over three with three bricks, it doesn't work, uh, as well, but, uh, you know, I liked it. I, I loved, he had a, you know, clay Thompson esque catch and shoot three, uh, in mm-hmm. the corner where the ball just caught, he caught it high and it stayed high and he just flicked it uh, mm-hmm. on a quick release there on a skip pass. Uh, you know, uh, just looked kind of a little bit more like less, spazzy or you right. know like she's looked like under control like you know the shots but again when the shots fall everything everything feels a little different right but the thing about him that's his job i mean like literally if you go down the checklist of things he's supposed to do every night 
the only thing that he should be focused on and, and care about he does consistently is make open shots. You're not going to make every shot, but make the open ones. And I thought this was a game where he got a, he got a few to go down and, and got comfortable and, and had an over and he had a good game. And, and, you know, he's, he's starting to build up to some level of consistency with the shot making after not being able to hit a damn thing for the first three, four games of the season, but this is what he's supposed to do. And it's, it's refreshing to see a guy on that second unit who's doing exactly what they're supposed to do out there. Yeah. Bobby's uh, back. New Bobby, moves a little, Bobby moves a little further away from Joe. Um, <laughs> so Bobby, um, what was the vibe? Bobby blinked twice. Well, yeah. <laughs> Blink twice if Joe's not right next to you. Oh, no. No audio right now, Bobby. Okay. This freaking guy. That was the Bobby Manning report. He's in the bowels of the stadium. We send him to Philly and and we can't even hear a word. (laughs) All right. I'll try try it. That should be good. Okay. Okay. Got it. Uh, So, what was the. What was everyone. How uncomfortable was everyone when that happened? Got me more uncomfortable we, than we, we totally are right have now. You. This is uncomfortable, though. <laughs> uncomfortable conversations. Go. All right, I got you now. Yeah. So I was saying on Porzingis. No. Balance, John. No. Time Let out. him finish. Let him time finish out. on Porzingis. We were asking because I, I want to get this before you oh, disappear okay. again. What was the vibe <laughs> in the lo- what was the vibe in the press room when Joe when Joe kind of weirded out on Gary there? Shock. You know, maybe that's a little bit of a strong word, but. <laughs> Everyone's just kind of, of looking around. Definitely a sense of, I thought this was in the past. Right? I did. I for sure did. But, the, you know, Not it was all good. Joe! It was all good times to start the year. So you did wonder how it would go when the team started reeling a little bit. And that's why, listen, the exchange and the pettiness is fine. You know, I have no problem with that if that's how he wants to react to some, you know, tough questioning. But... I don't like to hear that, oh, we played well after a bad loss. And I thought this was a bad loss. You went down by 14 and looked like you were out of it midway through the fourth quarter against a team that is playing well, that has made some good adjustments here roster-wise, that is well-coached. But given what you did to start this season, you should at least be on par with them in a game like this. And to be getting blown out, I'd say, midway through the fourth quarter, something had to be wrong. And, you know, you were fine with the Porzingis stuff, John. Obviously, Brown and Tatum didn't play well. But what do you think the biggest problem was in this one? Me? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I agree with Gary in a sense that, like, I think when things get hard for them, you know, and you saw it last game with some long perimeter defenders um, who make it a little tougher for those guys to get where they want to go, backed up with a strong interior presence where you had Gobert and their Bobby's been evicted. <laughs> Time to make the donuts, okay? Uh, and 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 Embiid, who really, who really, really, really tortured them in the playoffs last year. Uh, I think that's in their heads there. And when that happens, you start to settle a little bit. And so I, all oh, good, thank you. Yep. So I, I, I thought, I thought the offensive approach wasn't wasn't great there. Um, I thought you're just. What did we say? Ultimately, this is always going to come down to Tatum and Brown. When Tatum and Brown are kind of no shows, both of them. That's going to be a problem for you as well. So, again, I, I'm not going to quibble as much with the defense. I, I thought just the offensive approach was off again tonight. I hate that the, I hate that it's all just shots fall, shots don't fall, Bobby. Bobby, if they're still beeping around you, we'll just have somebody else talk here. Yeah, no problem. We got a little uh, – no, yeah, yeah, they – I mean, that's that's – 
it's it. I hate that I feel like I'm back in 2022. I hate that. I absolutely hate that because I felt that this team had turned a page uh, with all that. Yeah. You know, but but the fact that and, and I think it's kind of it's kind of fitting that Joe is, is kind of harping on something that was said or written back in 2016, because this team felt like a, a, a kind of back to the future type of team. Bobby, what the hell is going on around you, buddy? If you can hear it, we can hear it. So just keep it on mute. OK, my God. <laughs> my goodness, Bobby. You got Bobby in a damn teenager over there. Beep. Yeah, I think there was just just um, an accident. There'll be uh, there'll be filing a accident report after that one. Should I talk? A little, should I talk for a second while I can hear? Yes. Here you go. go. Jump in. Go. <laughs> it's back against the wall, Bobby. Go for it. It's going back. Oh. And looking at the article, it's the most shocking part, right? That's Bobby yes. Manning. That's called- <laughs> Thanks yes. for coming out. Good night. Yes, it was the most shocking part. <laughs> So I read something about you. They, like the gotcha-ness of it was weird. It, well, it was, I read something. You didn't like it back then, did you? It, it was exactly. It huh? was like, yeah. it was the definite, like, I gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha. Like, and it's and, like, and he'd okay. been saving that. He was saving that for this moment. You know it. Yeah. That's the determined. And it didn't land. Yeah. It's like, when were you just reading that? You just were coaching a game that, 2016 by the way, what the hell are you doing like reading read stuff from eight seven years ago it, it means he was looking for he did oppo research on a reporter he was looking for dirt on washburn to call him on something so he a coach of an nba franchise is digging up his own i'm gonna find out where gary said something and i'm gonna let him have it Oppo research on a journalist. It's so I wish weird. I wish Gary gave it back a little bit more. Like, oh, really? You like you thought it was a good article? What'd you like about it? What was your favorite part? You know, like Gary. Was- you know, Gary's too nice of a guy to do that shit. Yeah. We're Gary? petty. We're petty. We'd absolutely put that back in his face. We're we're more petty than Gary is. And I agree with you, John. They did shoot too many threes in this one. Again, it's not about the number. It's in the first quarter. I thought, especially just tossing them up, and the Sixers did it too. You know, there was a little bit of a stretch in different quarters where both teams were just tossing them up back and forth. But there wasn't the effort to generate good ones until later in this game. And to their credit, I thought they did a better job later in the game, stringing together multiple passes, creating some good looks that they missed on, including the game-tying attempt by Porzingis, which was a pretty good look. He said he, you know, shot it too short, thought, you know, stepped into it like a mid-ranger, and, you know, he knew it was short right away. But it was a good look. You know, he got Harris flying by him, and... Overall, in that fourth quarter, they started to generate some better looks. But as you said, John, just the sense that, oh, you know, this possession, there's nothing there. Boom. Three's bombs away from three. They did that in this one. He got it in. He got it in. <laughs> just Beat the, the shot buzzer. clock. Bobby with the shot clock beater. <laughs> Please, uh, yeah, please take all your checkout items to the cashier. We will be closing in five I minutes. Four, I got four. Bobby, <laughs> and when Bobby opens his mouth, you got to let like, him go. This is like a radio segment. I just got to get it in. <laughs> I want to Porzingis thoughts. Go. Offensively, great. I'm glad they looked for him late. He didn't shoot enough threes early. And defensively, I still do have some questions about him fitting in this. And time. Yeah. What, I mean, you, you say you have some questions about him. I mean, be more specific. Like, what, what are some of your questions? But don't think, say anything for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I think we'll against the big, that. I think yeah. against the bigger centers who are making a if it is the forklift, oh, it's boy. the Wi-Fi. Oh boy. If it's the bowels of Philadelphia. Here no, we, we go. got him. We got him. No, nope, we don't have him. We don't have him. This we is how him. I want to remember Bobby though. Yes. Okay. Screenshot. Yeah. Smiling. He's a happy, just a happy boy. He's a happy guy. That's how I want to remember him. Yeah. The last time anyone saw Bobby alive. That's what he, he I he smiled a lot more. He smiled a lot more before he before he got on the beat. The beat the beat turned him. Turned oh my him. god, you should see poor Taylor. Oh really? I I can see that. Yeah. I, the that Patriots killed him in nine games. Yeah. He, this uh, is the most positive. He came on at the wrong time. He's the most positive human being I know. And and they killed they killed him. What have you done to Taylor? <laughs> yeah. If he can survive this season. He can survive any season. Bobby's still, just so you guys know, he's still there. Yeah. Just like that. Frame it. <laughs> Wait, hold on one second. It's missing one thing. Let me let me pull it up here. It's missing one thing. Let this me... is how I this is how I choose to remember Bob. Oh, oh. He moved it. I told you to leave it. I didn't. He glitched out. Oh, it backfired. Now we're after, now we have to apologize. Bobby's moving to a much better, quieter spot. My my question is, what's my question to Bobby? Why didn't we pick that spot first? Yes. Uh, see, what happened was I could, I could, I could go to a quiet spot with good Wi-Fi, or I could just hang out here for twenty-five minutes. You <laughs> can go to this construction zone and see what's <laughs> going on over here. <laughs> hey, let's get some sound in here. Beep, beeping noise, yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. Play my yeah, yeah. song. Let's go. Yeah. Um, oh. Let's. Uh, Let's circle back. Uh, what was up with our man, Jason Tatum, tonight? Not sure. I mean, I, I mean, he wasn't good, obviously. But I, I I didn't get a sense that he just kind of had that, I'm going to take over this game. And it, it he just seemed, right? he seemed very comfortable and just real cool, breezy about the game. Like, I didn't think he was horrible, but I definitely didn't think that he was playing – his game. He was just kind of he was just kind of out there, see. Wasn't was aggressive. His, no, not at all. I mean, his numbers, you know, sh- scoring wise were down. I think he had what 16 points, something like that. But so he had like don't points. anybody say but the rebounds. I don't want to hear it. Okay. Like I mean, he, he did have he's here to do. 15 he did. It's great. And I actually think he's been great as a rebounder this year, but he's there to score and he's there to uh initiate offense. He, he's your slump buster. When Brown was having a bad game. Um, and you know, they weren't really getting any flow on offense. That's kind of where you got to turn to Tatum and be like, all right, man, you got to kind of save us. And when he doesn't do that, you know, that's kind of what you need him for. So, uh, Bobby, a little bit on Tatum's game. No. Oh my God. No, it says he's got good connection right now though. You think Bobby, you think we should have posted him more? freaking guy man oh no (laughs) now you look good bobby talk a little bit about tatum we didn't we didn't get in on him much early yeah i didn't think he had a great game and similar to minnesota i felt like as the game went on he just faded from the offense a little bit and he had to in this one i felt like Derek did a better job late setting up the offense. Holiday really got the offense going late and was probably their best facilitator in this one. Uh, so I think it was natural, his you know, move off the ball in this one. And 
passiveness, if you want to call it that. I, I did just miss his presser, so I didn't get any reaction from him. But um, it wasn't his best game. And I think he is stringing together a few here that haven't been his strongest in terms of turnovers, in terms of guys closing him off. And another problem we do have to talk about here is particularly into the second uh, unit lineups where he's playing more now to help stagger rotations. Hauser, Pritchard, those kind of guys aren't spreading the floor. So they are able to load up on Tatum in a way that's made it more challenging for him, that's ramped up the turnovers a little bit, and it's just limited his effectiveness in those minutes. They've gotten away from Brown, I feel like, mostly in those lineups, Sean, where they've done the Brown and bench guys. They've had a move to like a Porzingis-Tatum thing I saw mostly in this one. And defenses just aren't respecting Hauser, even though he's hit some shots here or there. They're definitely not respecting Pritchard. Uh, And once again, as you've talked about, John, you don't try anyone else in this game. Brissett, DNP again. Lamar, still nothing from him. Spee, no Spee. And Kate is still hurt. I talked to him this morning. It doesn't sound like he's anywhere close to coming back. So you're in a tough spot with that bench. I don't feel like anyone's playing well off of it. You're safe for Horford, who's decent in this one. And you have your five starters who are back in this one and mostly effective. But once you get into those second units, it gets shaky, even for the starters who are staggering with them. Pritchard had an awful turnover trying to throw an entry pass to Porzingis. He's completely lost out there. And even though Hauser's given you some decent shooting, not quite to his standard, but decent shooting, you're going to have to take a look at Pritchard, I think, after this one and figure out what you're going to do with that spot. Yeah. Do you think every time they play Philly going, uh, going forward from here on out, they'll go double big? you got to mix it in. I, yeah, I don't, cause I mean, I don't think you want, look, I think you survived it tonight, but you had to mix in some holiday, um, you know, on Embiid uh, as he kind of came in there to start the game. It's always amazing that he'll just, they'll literally let him guard anybody. Um, but uh you know, it's not the ideal matchup. Most people don't have an ideal matchup for Embiid, but you think that next time they're going to throw more bodies at him and bring in bring in Al and bring a guard off the bench? It'd be a good idea, and I get why they didn't get away from it here. You're plus 37 with that lineup, and you were killing everybody. So right. as much as I want to see starter by committee, a starter by committee, as much as I want to see double big to start games in the preseason, I was okay with rolling within this one. You're yeah. going to have to look at it in certain spots, especially if you're not going to put Porzingis on Embiid. I mean, your your go to's holiday on Embiid, it, it, it's it's the best you can do, I guess. But it's not a great plan for going against them. And like I said, to open it up, Philadelphia's comfort against you really stood out. Embiid's comfort going against you in this one. This looked like a team that was confident that they were going to beat the Celtics in this one for much of it, and they went out and did it. It's a different team. It's a whole different dynamic between these teams. And you know what? I almost said during the game, John, I didn't want to go this far yet because we haven't seen enough of this, but. You made yourself a better team with what you did in the offseason, but you might have put yourself in a worse position against Philly specifically. Like, this looks like it's going to be a tough matchup for Boston, and we'll see how it progresses. We'll see where both teams are at late in the year when it matters. But you had a hard time against this team tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, one game. We'll see how they play right, them next right. time. That's why I'm. That's not my take yet, but it was yeah. something that popped into my head. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I mean, Bobby, they were they were minus thirteen on the boards, and you've been a, like one of, if not the best rebounding team in the league. I, I something as simple as closing the gap on rebounding would have probably been enough to win this game. Um, and he freeze. Oh, he's not free. Okay. No, he's not. Yeah, I'm here. I got you. No, we we. 
We got you. Uh, final thoughts, guys. We're going to wrap it up here. Um, we got more games coming up Friday and Saturday this weekend, so there's going to be a lot of garden report action. Uh, Bobby, uh, closing thoughts again. We're not fo- going full on panic meter, but like last two losses versus first five wins. Uh, you know which team, which is more, which is closer, which is more emblematic of the type of Celtics you think we're going to see over the first half of the season here. I think what you can say confidently is you have a dominant starting five, and when that group's on the floor, you're closer to that team that was running away with wins early. But when you're mixing the matching lineups, when a guy's out, as Derek was the last two games, you're closer to this team that's been pushing down to the wire and you know trying to come back in a couple of these games here. So you're in between, obviously. That's the easy answer. That's the way, way you're going to take away from these games here. But you do look at that opening stretch. Some trouble late with New York. Some trouble on the boards in that game, too. A pretty similar game to tonight that you mm-hmm. pulled out on some big shots and good shooting in that game late. Miami yep. didn't have their full complement of guys. Washington, joke team. Indiana didn't have its best player. So you do have to take those caveats away from the early big wins and not completely scratch them off and put an asterisk next to them, but... Now that you've seen them against some more fully loaded and uh, dynamic opponents, they have some weaknesses that they're going to have to share up here. And maybe it's roster moves. Maybe it's coaching. Maybe it's individuals performing better like a Jalen in this game who was just a complete no-show. But they got some stuff to improve on here, clearly. And that's why I just don't love Joe taking the we played well approach in, in this post game. I just, I, I don't like it. It's the Tony set last year and it allowed this inconsistency to creep for all of season. Yeah. I guess I don't love, uh, well, I don't love, I don't, I'm not going to get into it now. I um, love lamp. Yeah. I love uh, uh, Jimmy Sherrod. Uh, final thoughts here. Sure. No, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing how they respond to this homestand coming up. This will be really a good opportunity for them to right a lot of the wrongs that we've seen in front of their home fans, uh, see what adjustments Joe's going to make. Um, and, you know, hopefully, you know, he'll, he'll get this team, you know, back on track. Yeah. Don't be I, afraid to try some stuff, Joe. That's all I'm saying. Right. I mean, this is the time of year to do it. I'm Free saying. Lamar Stevens, y'all. Free Lamar Stevens. At some point, I wonder if Brad's going to come downstairs. This is what I wasn't going to say and be like, so I got you these guys. want to try them. You know, like, I know, like. Play with like, your toys, Joe. Like, Play with your toys. They're not, gra- they're not great, but, like, neither is what we're doing right now. So, like, maybe try these guys out. Like, it's a waste of time if we don't. Right. We're still paying them. <laughs> Um, I agree with Bobby. I don't like the message. If, if, if you don't play well, if there's some things that you don't do wrong, don't you sit there and say, oh, I thought we played well. That's like reminds you of Montgomery on the Bruins last guys, year in the playoffs. Guys, I got to tell you one thing. The, people are freaking out that we're not going to sit here and say the bench depth. There's nothing left to say. The bench is terrible. We're sitting here. We just keep saying, try new guys. I don't know how many different ways we can say it. We're not missing it. It's just the bench is bad right now. We know this. Guys, like it's well yeah. established. There is no bench depth. What's to say about it? They're not playing. They're there. They're just not playing. We're, we're, we're sitting here begging Joe to try something else because it's a zero right now. You're getting close to zero out of them. I haven't said it in a while, John, and I don't believe it, but I'll just put it out there again. Oh, boy. You send Drew to the bench. No, you send Jalen to the bench. <laughs> there it is. I said it. Good night.
I, I, I close the chat to, down. Close the I chat down. I to say it. And I was only going to do it if Bobby pulled that Drew shit again. And there it is. <laughs> oh, Brown to the bench. It's just an idea. And I guess and John I got one too. Yep. too. John, you <laughs> were ahead of the one. curve on that. I'm way ahead of the curve. You're way ahead of the curve on that. You, you had. That. <laughs> you actually said that in 2016, probably too. John, I had the. I, <laughs> You knew what I was coming with, and you had the answer. That's how Gary's gonna play it next time, yeah. right? I just read. I just read a tweet from John. I'm not entirely kidding. I'm not. I know I'm you're not. not. I read I a tweet. I read a tweet from John praising Double Big in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there it is. That's what oh we're gonna God. do. My, okay. I mean, my 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 last thought is. Hopefully, just, everyone's well, gone. Nobody heard that. Roles on the team. Roles in the starters. Do they know what they are? Are they comfortable in the role that they have? I saw. I heard Joe today on the radio say that he wants Tatum or Brown taking the last shot every time. Porzingis takes the last shot tonight. So I'm wondering if there's just a lack of cohesiveness with the starting lineup that we – it's going to take some time. Because at the end of the day, you can complain about the bench all you want, but the starters are going to have to be lights out for them to go anywhere. So uh, I'm still waiting to see – how the roles kind of shake out with the new. I can't wait uh, seven years from now with the guard report with that statement coming back on me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something tells me it won't John, be the last time we hear it. John, shut the F up. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Yeah. There oh, I miss Marcus Smart, y'all. I miss Marcus. Yeah. Did the Celtics miss Marcus tonight? Uh, we did talk about they missed the, the grit. Uh, of like yeah. when things you sometimes you got to get a little nasty and you're and they're missing nasty a little bit where you know the Marcus and the Grant and this and that which is why we say like let's let's get Sparky off the bench you know let's get let's get let's get the bench unit guys. that they have now yeah. I'll tell you what when uh when they <laughs> when they roll out Cornette Hauser and and um, Pritchard nobody's uh nobody's too worried about that uh that that lineup coming in there so they should probably try to mix it up and get get a little bit more physical that would be uh something that i would suggest to them yeah yeah we'll try no it not, no one's shaking in their boots when those three guys enter the no, game I hate not one it. bit not one bit uh, anyway celtics go down to the philadelphia 76ers 106 103 that is their second straight loss they're back friday at the garden with the it's That's a tur- hey, it's a tournament game, everybody. <laughs> Nobody cares. Did, did you hear Jalen's comments on no, it this morning? Said. Abby asked if he was excited for the in-season tournament Friday, and he said, "I wouldn't choose the word excited." <laughs> <laughs> what word would he choose? Players Association VP, Ambassador of the Game, Jalen Brown, there <laughs> doing the work. And guess what? He. He's not excited, and he can actually make $500,000 off this tournament, whereas the rest of us just have to pretend like it means anything. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not excited. All right. We're out. See you guys later. I disagree with this statement. No grit. All finesse. I actually think Holiday and White keep bringing grit uh, to the starting White lineup tonight, and but... approach. He just missed shots. He had good shots all night. He did. I actually thought Holiday – I mean, Holiday didn't shoot a ton. He's he's still aggressively taking it to the basket – uh, he uh, he's he's missed. He had a hot start to the game times. too. He did. Uh, he missed a couple late when he got in close, but I thought they were good looks. I thought all of White's threes were good looks too. They didn't go down. So again, 
it's a class. It's a very make missy sort of game. We're not having half of these conversations here. If some open shots go down, they did not go down, and then it makes it easier. Are you saying they miss shots? Look, it, it sometimes is what it is. You know, uh, make miss league. You know, sometimes it is that simple. Yeah. I get it. Anyway, I get it. all right, guys, we'll wrap it up. We'll see you guys Friday, Saturday, and on and on and on. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you guys for chatting with one another. Thank you for keeping it civil. We do appreciate that. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Uh, well, you know, don't give up, guys. Don't give up. Don't Keep, give up. Keep it alive. Keep it alive. Keep it alive.